Good morning, millennials. Well, welcome back to the toast and happy Thursday. Hope everybody's having a great day. Rip Theo, how are you? Rippity rip rip rippity rip. Wait, can we talk about something? Rip 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 rip. That yeah, of course. That can, first. Literally, this show is all about us talking about some things. So L- kick us off. Like Theo died. I know it hits me like that sometimes too. Like. Where it's like, of course, I know Theo's no longer with us, but then sometimes I realize, like, Theo's no longer with us. Right, like, he's not at his grandparents. Like, he's literally dead. Like, what no, the fuck? He just, like, vanished. Poof. Unless Who he's am I? in a basement. Who am I? Poof. Theo, allegedly. Yeah, unless he's a sex slave in someone's basement. Sex slave Dora. Sex slave Dora. No, I've I've made peace. Like, I, I realized, like, those were hallucinations. Like, those were, that was my denial phase. Totally. Yeah. But actually, a lot of people message me, like people who have lost someone, like humans, dogs, and they're like, we have this running joke in my family because we never saw, you know, our grandmother's body that like she's literally still alive. Like that. Okay. I'm glad I'm glad I wasn't the only one who had that insane, irrational fear. Yeah. No, I think that's real. You've got to see the body. You've got to get confirmation. I know. You've got to literally do a pulse check. So now I know the next time, you know, God forbid, God forbid, like I lose someone, I got to do triple checks. Yeah. Just a little, you know, and actually I learned how to take someone's pulse. I feel like people just like put their fingers on their necks and I'm like, you're not feeling like I never could figure it out. Mm-hmm. And then I recently, not recently, like a couple of years ago, I went to a wedding. Um, it was like in a ski town. So we were on this gondola and I was on the gondola with another wedding guest who was a cardiologist. And he just like, I told him I was like freaking out like about the gondola and he took my pulse. I'm like, hey, how do you do that? And I figured it out now. It's actually much easier on the wrist. Let's take my pulse. Oh, wait, I lost it. I always forget, I forget to breathe when I take my pulse. So then I can't find it. You should have a pulse even when you're holding your breath. Okay, I feel it, I feel it. Oh, it's kind of weird, I don't like it. It is weird, I don't feel mine, Uh uh-oh. Two fingers on your wrist, like a little bit lower than you would think. Yeah, 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 I've got some. Turdy. She's dead. <laughs> oh no. Call an ambulance. Call an ambulance. Call an ambulance. You find it? It's also hard but to like, listen what? to Actually, someone talking. A fun fact about me is that I have a very low pulse. Like, yeah, when I go to the doctor, like it's, it's low. When, oh, Dr. Fox called it a runner's pulse. Are you a runner? She's a runner. She's a track it's star. Giving runner. But I feel that way. I feel like I don't breathe unless it's completely necessary. You know? You don't, you don't breathe unless told to. I don't take strenuous breaths. Like Ben takes extraneous breaths. I mean, that's putting it mildly. Like I think Ben like breathes double the amount that I breathe. It's like one of the meanest things you could say to someone. Like, really? Why? Yeah. It's no, no, not, I know what you're saying, but like the implication is that it's just like this gorilla, like oh, oh. the thing is though, he's like svelte now, and it's still true. So it's really not a weight thing. Wait, speaking of Ben, I had my ski lesson yesterday. I know. And speaking of Ben, it's because if you watch my vlog on Patreon, I really could not find anyone to come with me. And I was just like nervous about driving there by myself, parking, filming, vlogging, and learning to ski all at the same time. Mm-hmm. So Ben did take me and he waited in the car, which was so nice. The, the vlog was amazing. I don't want to spoil anything, but I vlogged my whole experience yesterday driving out to New Jersey for a ski lesson. It's on Patreon at patreon.com slash toast. But I want to talk about the ski lesson. 
Because what I did was shred some gnar. It was, I was incredible. Now, let me tell you, skiing is so hard. And I did it. They just kind of like the best way to learn is sort of like baptism by fire. Like they just kind of send you down. Yeah. And I didn't really know. And it's like you learn slowly. Like I thought you just ski, you like squat and you go. Like you just go straight. But if you do that, like you go so fucking fast. Oh yeah, that's like what ski racers do. If you want to slow it down, you got to cut it up. It's like, boom, 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 boom. So I was learning that slowly over time, but there was one minute you know one there was one run where they just essentially throw you down I would pay 10 million dollars to have watched myself on that thing like Jackie I was screaming the fact that I didn't fall is a miracle I was screaming Ethan Ethan he was my instructor he was amazing Ethan greater than Ethan greater than I got the best possible instructor and he was so down to be in my blog which was so nice and, and he, he had was kind like of the charisma star. personality and he was a really great instructor as seen in Trudy's new skills also I feel like other people should go take ski lessons at this mall. So what's so funny is one of my best friends, Margo, <laughs> she's not a skier. But she went skiing like a couple of years ago with her in-laws. And she also took a lesson before. And she was she texted me. She's like, wait, are you going to the American Dream Mall? That's what I did. I'm like, oh, yeah. She, honestly, everyone should do it before going on a trip. Because I have taken a lesson on a mountain. It's such chaos. And if you're going with a group of people like I was, like nobody wants to wait with me with my lesson and then I'm all alone. Like it kind of sucks. So preparing before, now of course indoor skiing is not the same as outdoor skiing. And the big run quote that I did is I think probably one-tenth of an actual yeah. trail, whatever you call it. Yeah. But, and that's kind of what's freaking me out is like, Okay, I would go down this run and it would take like 30 seconds. But a real run is what, 10 minutes? Yeah, well, the thing is, the hardest part of skiing, I think, once you know how to ski, is when you're not on a run. It's walking over to the chairlift. It's waiting online and shuffling up and using your sticks and navigating and then getting on the chairlift, which I, I don't want to spoil your video, but the chairlift. Imagine chairlift going up an, an actual Jackie, mountain. the chairlift is the most horrible place on no, the planet. I know. It's really not pleasant. But there are there are some chairlifts. A lot of them, especially the runs that we do, are bare bones chairlifts, like what you did, one bar. Great. But there are some chairlifts, especially Gondola. where we're going to ski, where it's enclosed and it's yeah. a little more Ethan humane. was telling me about that. And then he was showing me pictures of the gondola he went on in Alaska. He's kind of like a, like a big time skier. You have um, to be if you're teaching ski lessons. Yeah. So do I feel prepared no. Am I more prepared? Yes. I might still do one more lesson when we get there. Like, yeah, you should. Or take the instructor with us. That's the thing. I just want to have someone with me because I felt so much peace. I'm like, Ethan, please just stay close to me. Yeah. Because there was one time when like I literally almost died and he like helped me slow down. Having like a professional nearby, even if I don't like touch them, just knowing that they're there, I think would bring me a lot of peace. Yeah, you should do that. And that way we can all meet like at the bottom. Of, we, we're not all having to go at the same speed, but we actually meet incrementally throughout the run we don't all just meet at the bottom like we'll stop well I told area. Ben like he's not allowed to leave my side I think being but, alone on the mountain is the scariest part of course you're we've never when I ski with Ben and Margot none of us are ever alone on the mountain for more than like three minutes and then like there's at the end of a a hill like we wait for each other and then we continue going we should just like kind of be tethered to each other which I know is like so dangerous also but so unsafe yeah yeah, yeah. No, that's no, but then, you know, you just think about, like, skiing is so unnecessary. Like, people die skiing. Like, why are we doing this? For the thrill of it. I know, but we're not thrill-seeking individuals. No, and the way that we ski is not that thrilling. We only do green runs, and we take it at our own pace. It's very leisurely, but it's pleasant. It's to be out in nature. 
you know, yeah, to be ben working said, their body. It's like working out while also taking in the great outdoors. So we don't really do it for the thrill, but we also don't really ski in a way that's like really unsafe. Competitive. Ben did say, it's like the one thing you were missing that skiing is all about is like you were inside. So you, there's no, you know, beautiful trees and mountains and vistas to look at. So I am looking forward to that. Yeah. Also, the run that I did, Ethan said, is like, it's like a, it's considered a blue. It's like an easy blue, but it's a blue. So I'm not going to do a blue. I'm going to do the easy one, which is a green, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We so mo- that's we- just like more flat, kind of? Yeah, less steep, less twists and turns. It's just the easiest one. Okay, so I feel like I over-prepared in a sense. Yeah, for sure. I I'm think excited. I saw your footage. You're ready. You do, you think? Yeah, you're ready for your first day of skiing, 100%. Yeah. Honestly... It's a great place to learn. I think if I was like an avid skier, I wouldn't find those facilities so much fun because, and this is what I was saying to Ethan and Ethan was like, that's the essence of skiing. It's a lot of work for a little bit of fun, like getting on the chairlift uh, with the skis and the boots. Like it's a lot of torture for like a small thrill. It is, but at least for me, the thrill and the fun of it outweighs the torture. That's why we continue to do it. That's how fun it is because we know the torture threshold is high. Yeah. So I was like dreading it all day, but I ended up having a blast. I feel like I was, it was very successful. And then I got to eat at Yard House afterwards, which is honestly so much better than Cheesecake Factory. Like not enough people talk about that. What's Yard House? I know. So I only discovered Yard House when I was on tour because pretty much every venue, like they, when you would like order dinner, Yard House was always an option. I'm like, all right, Yard House, Yard. And then I just realized it's kind of like a BJ's brew house. It's a chain, but it's not as well known as Cheesecake Factory. It is so much better. Nice. What'd you get aside from fries? I got chicken lettuce wraps. They were so Yum. good. They were so, and Ben got ahi tuna taco nachos. Like, Yum. yeah, it was so good. And it was happy hour. So we got like so many appetizers, some Diet Cokes, and it was like $33. Yum. Well, I was also watching your vlog and it was making me a little bit sad about this mall because it's like someone somewhere decided we're going to spend all this money so that people like get out there and have fun and do activities and like live. And nobody, this mall was built outside it's of the like city they a built few years it, ago. They built it and we, they did not come. And it's sad. It's like, okay, so you could what, sit on your phone all day? Like, go to the mall. Go yeah. ski. Go to the water park. Like, they're trying to make real fun activities for people. And, and the people said, no, thank you. There is a mall that's a few years old. Some company spent a billion dollars building this mall. It's like, Mr. Beast filmed a video there. It's like this insane mall. Water parks, indoor skiing luxury shopping food court like it's huge it's right by MetLife Stadium and it was built for the people of New York and New Jersey and I mean a mall at Christmas time is pandemonium not the one I was at last night like people like just don't go to this mall yeah I guess at the time you know it's not peak mall hours like between three and five on a Wednesday during the holidays we'll give them a pass there but it's like we no one I know really goes you know it's not like we see tons of stuff happening there I know Kim Went once she took her kids skiing. Yep, yep. No, hopefully and that's that how gave I knew them a boost. about it. And hopefully this Patreon gives them a boost because from what I saw in the vlog, I saw successful indoor skiing. I saw great instructors. I saw a beautiful ceiling that you were constantly filming in front of. I heard Kelly Clarkson underneath the tree on the soundtrack. And mm-hmm. I saw a gorgeous meal. And I can't even imagine what other offerings there are there. So get out there and go to the Mall of Dreams. American Dream Mall. American Dream Mall, like, and a gorgeous name. I had a blast, like, no complaints. Parking was $5 for a couple of hours, which was pretty reasonable. Like, it was good stuff. And what town is it in? East Rutherford. It's right next to MetLife Stadium where the Jets, Giants, and Taylor Swift play. It's not that far. If you can get to a Jets game, you can get to the mall. Aaron Rodgers should go to the mall. If you can see the Nidge, 
You could see the ad. Adam. You could see the Adam for sure. Adam so, greater than Nidge? Something yes. to think about. Something to think about. Everyone go check out that vlog. I hope you all enjoyed it. It's also just some great like Ben Sopper celebrity footage, you know, listening to Lionel Richie in the car. It's a lot of Turdy and Ben. Oh, we did a little mukbang too because we went to Mrs. Fields. I was so hungry after skiing. Like it's really just so I know. You really, you work up an appetite. It's fun. And then you eat on the mountain. They have like such good food. They better. Yeah, they've got, I mean, they have it all. You get a little hot cocoa, but we always, they have like fried foods. It's Tasty, tasty. And some, the only thing is sometimes there's restaurants at the top of the mountain, middle of the mountain, bottom of the mountain usually. And so sometimes it's fun to eat at the top of the mountain because mm. it's really nice views and everything. But then you have to ski down. Then you go down with a full belly. It's the hardest run. No, I would never. Um, a lot of people like ski in the morning, eat lunch, and then ski in the afternoon. I've never successfully skied post-lunch. Like I need to be, I need to be empty. I feel, I feel that. Yeah, but I'm also a little nervous to ski this year. I haven't skied in two years, which not even that, but I'm carrying a little extra weight and I just hope that I'm able to to get around. Uh, but you're carrying extra weight because you gave birth to two human beings and that gives you like more superpowers. Like oh, for real. Oh, that's true. And that's true. I'm not okay. worried. Okay, okay. I, I should be okay, but it's just like, it won't be the same exact like weight and Good, feeling. so maybe we're on the same level now. Perhaps, yeah. And it's... You'll get onto our level pretty quickly because Snitch and I, we don't really our advance level. to the next level because we don't challenge ourselves, but we're happy with that. Like, yeah, it's yeah, enough yeah. for us, Dianu. And then sometimes if we're on a ski trip and like we've been doing the greens for a few days, maybe we'll try one blue for like we're, we're feeling crazy. And that's also enough for us, Dianu. Ben told me he went to Vail like before the pandemic and he went skiing with his friends and one of his friends is a very good skier and they were on the chairlift and one of his friends like tricked him saying that they were going to a blue and they went to a double black diamond. And I said, Ben, that is literally like the nastiest prank. Like I would not be friends with that person anymore. No, Ben needs a new friend. And Ben saw it. Ben's like a like a victim. He saw it like, no, he was really trying to challenge me. I'm like, he's trying to hurt you. He's trying to kill you. Oh, that reminds me. Speaking of victims, I watched the dumbest fucking movie last night. What movie? Everyone's talking about it. May, December. It's that Netflix original with Natalie Portman, Julianne Moore, and Charles Melton from Riverdale. And... It's loosely based off uh, Mary Kay Laturdia, mm -hmm. you know, the famous school teacher who had an affair with her seventh grader and then ended up marrying him and having a bunch of kids with him. She just actually recently passed. And so it's loosely based off of that, but like the events of the movie aren't based on true, true events. It's just like the, the, the concept, May, December. Yeah. Um, I don't understand why the movie was made. I didn't understand the point of the movie. Everyone was honestly terrible, except Charles Melton. He was fabulous. And for that, I was happy that they made the movie. Like, Netflix, you know, giving Charles Melton a chance in, like, an Oscar, what should be, like, an Oscar contender. He was excellent. He played um, the young student. But it, now everyone's all grown up. So it's like they go back. So they're making a movie about Mary Kay Laterna in the movie. And Natalie Portman is the actress who's going to play Mary Kay. So she goes and spends like some time with Mary Kay, her husband, her family. And, you know, things get crazy. Sounds like a good concept. That's why I watched it. But it wasn't. Uh, if you ask me what happened in the movie, I don't think I could tell you. Or like what the plot well, they, of the movie was. They love was. making movies like that. Where it's just, just like, like, here's a bunch of footage. Do with it what you will. And then I, of course, went, went down like a Mary Kay Laturdia rabbit hole. And that was interesting. But... It was creepy as fuck. Like, Ben was so disturbed. He was like, why the fuck did you put this on? I'm 0 for 2 with Ben. First was that documentary, Love Has Won, and now Mary Kay Leturd. Like, I gotta stop. I gotta stop taking recommendations from Instagram. 
Well, yeah. That's your first problem. Yeah. Why don't you watch the new Lifetime Christmas movie with Jana Kramer that has a sex scene? I think I would prefer to watch the Hallmark Hanukkah movie with Lewis Litt. It's called Round and Round. It might be Lifetime, actually. I can't remember which one. Hmm. Two great options. Two great options. And we have a great show today because there's stories, but there's also Dear Toasters, which we pushed off from yesterday. We have an update from somebody who wrote in for a very polarizing one a couple of weeks ago. And we've got great submissions. So I'm excited. I'm excited too. So without further ado, do, 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 here are the Fast Five stories that you need to know. And the Fast Five stories that you need to know are brought to you by Drizzly. Drizzly is the go-to app for drink delivery, especially during the holidays. So whether you're sending a gift from afar, hosting or attending a festive party, or just restocking your bar with some seasonally appropriate beverage appropriate beverages you can find the right drinks for the occasion on drizzly they've got everything on drizzly like the good stuff they've got don julio reposado bullet bourbon kettle one vodka they've really got it all and it's going to save you money by comparing prices on a huge selection of beer wine and spirits from local stores I've used Drizzly for many, many years. When I'm hosting stuff, when I'm going to a party and Ben forgot to pick up, pick up a gift, I'll either send it to my house while I'm getting ready or I'll just send it directly to the person's house with a little note. They handle it really well. Delivery's always really seamless. You can download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. Drizzly is spelled D-R-I-Z-L-Y.com. It is our go-to app for alcohol delivery. You must be over 21. It's not available in all locations. And you can really just find, it's also a great way to discover new products. They have like great little sections, little filters, seasonal items, different beers. So it's a great way to discover new products or just restock on your faves because the holidays can be difficult you know with all the shopping all the errands you know your husband's not helping you you don't need a husband when you have drizzly that's their official slogan so download the drizzly app or go to drizzly.com d-r-i-z-l-y.com it's the go-to app for alcohol delivery you must be over 21 and is not available in all locations check out drizzly thank you so much for sponsoring today's episode today's episode is also brought to you by caraway there is a gift for everyone from caraway share with the people that you love, the gift of caraway, because we know that you got it for yourself because we've been talking about it for years. It's the best thing on the planet. Like, don't get me started on that little storage system they have for all the lid covers. I'm obsessed. Obsessed. Nobody else could ever. But now the holiday season, is there a homemaker in your life? Is there a girly, you know, who maybe just got married or has a you know big obsession with cooking or is entering her balabusta era? Maybe she's going to start homesteading. Caraway is the product for the homesteaders. The holidays are closer than ever, so make sure you order to get their gift or yours underneath the tree in time. So why Caraway is different is that their products are non-toxic. They're made without any toxic material, toxic materials like PFAs, PTFE, PFOA, or any other hard-to-pronounce chemicals. It's easy cooking also. The ceramics... Naturally slick surface means that minimal oil or butter is required for slide off the pan eggs and easy cleaning. It's well loved. We rave about it. Over 50,000 people have raved about their caraway kitchenware. Now it's time to try it for yourself. You really have to try it to understand why it's different. You're like, oh, what's, why is this pot different from other pots? Order it and you'll see. Also, their storage solutions, like they have just great products and great ways to like to store it in your cabinet. I feel like pots and pans are just can be so chaotic. Not with Caraway. They got these little dividers. They got this little thing you hang on the door to put your lids in. It's so smart. So visit CarawayHome.com slash the toast to take advantage of this limited time offer for up to 20% off your next purchase. This deal is exclusive for toasters. It will not last long. So visit CarawayHome.com slash the toast to get new kitchenware before the holidays. 
Caraware. Caraway, non-toxic cookware made modern. Today's episode is also brought to you by Legacy Box, the simple and safe way to reclaim all the priceless footage that you haven't seen in years. You can get your family's videotapes, camcorder reels, photos. You can get them all digitized and converted for just $9. And photos can be professionally scanned for as low as seven cents each, which is 76% less than what other brands charge. I just had a fabulous experience with Legacy Box because we found uh, my bat mitzvah tape. It was a VHS tape because I'm old as hell. Um, and we obviously had no clue how to like watch it. Sent it to Legacy Box. The process was so easy. We've used Legacy Box before, but this was like really special because I was so unbelievably beautiful at my bat mitzvah. I had side bangs and I wore a yellow dress from YSL. And I just felt like that moment needed to be preserved. Of course, you know, me becoming a woman, but also the beauty of my youth, like it really needed to be captured. Legacy Box was fabulous. It's really simple and it's safe. It's the safest way to digitize your treasured videotapes, film reels, and photos. Everything they do is done by hand. It's done right in the U.S., and you can convert your media to digital copies that will always be protected from floods, mold, or even the decay of time. The process is so easy. Send in your legacy box filled with the old tapes. Their team will professionally digitize everything by hand, and you'll get it back on the cloud or a thumb drive along with your originals. After 10 years in business, Legacy Box is the world's largest digitizer. They've helped over a million families relive their family memories. Think of all the Christmas mornings that you've recorded. Now you can spend Christmas morning watching those recorded moments, but it won't be such a hassle because Legacy Box sent it to you on a thumb drive and thumb drives are extremely easy to use. You can literally plug it into your computer. So Legacy Box is one of the few products that's in stock right now and ready to ship. Make this holiday season special by giving the gift of memories. Get your family's videotapes converted for just $9 and photos will, will be professionally scanned for as low as seven cents each during this exclusive exclusive last minute holiday offer from Legacy Box. Go to LegacyBox.com slash toast. That's LegacyBox.com slash T-O-A-S-T. Thank you, Legacy Box, for sponsoring today's episode. That's probably the best gift you can get someone, honestly. Yeah, that's a great one. All right, Thank hit me, you, Jax. La. You're Our welcome. first story, Taylor Swift celebrated her 34th birthday last night uh, at a little party alongside Blake Lively and friends. They did not go to Zero Bond as expected. They were at a restaurant. No, called- we had said we had said that we think Travis's party for her could be at Zero Bond. Right. But he wasn't and there last night. No, he didn't go to the party last night. So maybe he's throwing a party for her this weekend. No, I'm so crazy. Like when I drive around I drove past Nobu uptown and there's like a big tent outside I just want to put it out there like maybe it's there or do you think there's a chance that it's going to be in Kansas City and he's going to fly everyone out that would be so cute and probably cheaper no but also because he might not be able to leave right Kansas City or will it also just be so cute like will it be at Holiday House after he plays the Patriots I don't know. Holiday House is like not private. But it's also like, how do you play the Patriots and not stop over at Holiday House? It would be a crime. Holiday House like is the New England Patriots. I agree. So I don't know. I feel like this weekend something's a brewing. Yeah, will it be before the game or after the game? We don't know. This looked nice, like a fun night with friends and she was wearing her birthday sparkles, but it wasn't like the thing, right? No, it wasn't the thing, but it was like a dinner with close friends. Like Blake Lively was there. Sabrina Carpenter was there. I love Sabrina Carpenter being brought into this fold. I love Sabrina Carpenter. Yeah, I also love a shorty being brought into the fold because everyone in this group is tall. And representation matters. And Sabrina Carpenter is out here like representing us. And it's really crazy how I feel like short people stay friends with short people. And tall people stay friends with tall people. Maybe it's a logistical thing. You know, like I can't hear you up there. Yeah, right. But I love to see Sabrina crossing over. I love. And she's really short. Like your friends are not tall. You don't have. No. 
I have one super tall friend, and I feel like we're always having to Who? work past it. Kristen. Oh, Kristen is. And she's like, like just, but she's like normal height, but just no, compared to us. She's pretty. She's like average She's a tall. tall girl. She's a tall girl. Like when we would take pictures together. she found together, a tall husband. Good for her. When we take pictures together, like it's a problem. Yeah. I mean, I have Brian, but that's just like, I can't even talk about that. Like that's yeah. just not normal. No, but like your, crew, six, your girl crew is average Average. Height. Yeah. Like my friends, we're all 5'1 and under, which is crazy. That is crazy. And Dana, for those of you who don't know this about Dana, and sometimes people will see like a video of her and they'll be like, is Dana really short? Dana's 4'8". Wow. It's and rare that like me, I, she makes yeah. me look tall. And when I wear heels and I'm with Dana, I'm like, what's the, I'm the monster on the hill. It's very rare that like I feel tall or that I give someone a hug. I'm like, oh my God. But I experience that every time I see Dana. She's tiny. And just so you know, I don't like the feeling of being tall. Me neither. But maybe that's because it's just unfamiliar to us. I, I just want to say, like, we are very short. Whenever people meet us, they're like, you're so much shorter no, than I thought you'd be. We're so short. We're five foot. Like, I'm five foot zero. I'm five foot three quarters. Maybe with the bottom, I'm five one. I just want to say, I'd have it no other way. I love being short. Me too. Me too. I feel like. Are you worried? Are you worried about your sons being short? Maybe. No, I don't worry about things that are completely out of my control. It's so smart. Like, like, what's the point? And also, like, Ben is six, whatever, one. And both of his parents are, like, very average, borderline short. Like, I don't think it has anything to do with it. No, it does. But, you know, you could always, like, something, well, errant gene comes in. And you just yeah. literally can't do anything about it. You can't do anything about it. Except just be, like, a great person. Right. A successful person. A happy smart. person. A char- charismatic person. And then no one will give a shit about how tall or, or short you right. are. Right. Look at Napoleon. So focus on yourself. Focus on your insides. It's so true. It's so true. So that's what I, those are the things I can control. And that's what I focus on. That's so smart. You're so wise. I'm trying. I'm trying. And soon I'll be homesteading. You know what? I was, uh, so, so many people sent me homesteader accounts yesterday. You know who's a homesteader? Homesteader, like flex, sort of. Because I did Who? see some consumer goods. Magnolia. Joanna Magnolia Gaines. Magnolia Ashray? No, Joanna Gaines. I <laughs> forgot her name for a second. Is Magnolia's last name Ashray? Yeah. I, yeah, Theo's last name was Soffer. Bruno is wine reb. But I call him Theo Ashray Soffer. And I call him Bruno Ashray Wine Reb. Of Ashray course. Wine reb. But I've never done Magnolia's first and last name. She's just not a firsty lasty. No, she's a one name wonder. Okay, but who's a homesteader? Becca Martinez from The who's Bachelor. That? Becca, Ari season. Short hair? Excitement excites me. Yes. Short hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. She's a very successful influencer, podcaster, and homesteader. She really does it all. I was on a wormhole of her Instagram yesterday. I followed her because, like, I was so. So, what is she said? Like, she's making her own bread. She did this, like, she did this first bath. Making your own bread doesn't make you a homesteader. Okay, fine. But she made this bath for her baby. And, like, her her older children are, like, cutting flowers. And so she put her baby, she just had a newborn baby, Ernest, Ernesto. And she got, like, a caraway pot, pretty much. But it wasn't caraway. It was probably, like, looked more like crusade. And that's what she used to bathe her baby. But she picked all these, like, flowers from her garden and put it in. It was, like, natural rose water bath. It was quite beautiful and, and she had the older kids like clipping the flowers for the bath like she, okay I just want to say like nothing you've described though is giving homesteader it was that's homemade like soap sufficient that's like homemade soap with the flower soap 
Okay, I guess. But like bread and flowers? There was, that's just someone but, with a garden and a kitchen. Like the vibes were homesteading vibes. That's probably true. Yeah. No, it was a beautiful content. I'm so glad. Yeah. So you love to see a homesteading podcaster. Jackie's going to be out here like any minute turning butter. In I don't, yard. I really don't think I will because I do not have the time to make my own bread. And we don't even eat bread. No, and like bread from the store is so good. Like, no, but like I don't even buy bread from the store really. Right. I have like, you know, a, a loaf in my fridge for a rainy grilled cheese day, but it's not like we utilize bread all the time. Yeah, not like you're like making sandwiches. I live with Ben Soffer, so like we do often have bread. And I made a banana bread the other week to make use of some old bananas. And like, we didn't really eat it because we don't eat banana bread. I have such a problem with banana bread. I really can't get into it because I know I'll trigger a nation. But we need to stop. There's nothing better than a good banana bread. Dana brings me this one from Breads in the city. And it's so fucking good. Dana and this bakery Breads. She came over to my house a little while ago. And she brought me like a little home. Housewarming gift. Housewarming gift. And she brought me stuff from Bread's Bakery. She brought me a rugelach and my favorite pommier cookies. I don't know if I'm saying that right. P-A-L-M-I-E-R. Like I call them the elephant ears. And everyone else there was like, you don't know Bread's? You don't know Bread's? I'm like, no. No, because you live uptown. No, but there's a bunch. No, it's a downtown thing. I didn't know it. Oh, is it? It feels that way because I didn't know it and you didn't know it. Well, I am obsessed. I, it was the best rugelach I'd ever had. It was so fucking good. Try their banana bread and then maybe, maybe you'll sing oh. a different tune. Well, banana bread is how I feel about carrot cake. Like, get your fucking fruits Love and vegetables out of cake. my desserts. It can't I, be a no, dessert the if there's thing. a fruit or a vegetable in it. I support that thinking. But I love carrot cake and I love banana bread. And I'm sorry, right, So why don't you go eat like a broccoli brownie? Like, it makes no fucking sense. If it were good, I would. But it isn't. Who knows? Maybe someone out there makes a good one. Drop the recipe. I just don't like it. Okay, well... Taylor'd had her birthday. Oh, wow. Well, we took that really far. Um, Taylor had a birthday. She looked Gorgina Vagina. Um, loved seeing, oh, we were talking about Serena Carpenter. That's how we got here. <laughs> I loved all the girlies being out and about. I saw a video of her getting out of the car with Blake Lively and the Tellers. And the paparazzi flash was so insane. Like, I just wonder what Miles Teller was thinking, you know? Yeah. Because he's like an extremely famous person, and I doubt anything really phases him. But I was thinking, I'm like, even this must be wild. Yeah. I'm surprised he doesn't wear sunglasses because that would really hurt my eyes. But I have sensitive eyes. Yeah. No, I was just like, how do you see what's in front of you? No, you like don't. It's a lot. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm waiting for the big party. Also, are you seeing all this drama with Taylor and the comedy show? I'm sure you're getting tagged in it incessantly. I am, and I'm choosing to ignore it. Like, I, I really can't. I can't. Yeah. I just... And I, and I have thoughts. <sighs> it's just upsetting. So, like, sometimes we have to no, pick... No, the thing sometimes is... Sometimes you have to choose your battles. Like, I just... So, okay. So, Taylor went to a comedy show um, where all the proceeds were going to... Gaza and there's like nothing wrong with that in its essence however I, we all like after learning like a lot of the aid that gets sent to Gaza actually gets nowhere near the civilians there and it actually ends up in the hands of Hamas and in turn creates weapons and just right. aid for a terrorist organization so that's a concern obviously but I don't know if you're just 
if you're going to get involved now and not mention the atrocities of October 7th and not mention all the Jews who died and not mention the terrorist organization. And like, not mention the hostages, which is ongoing. Like, that's just disappointing. It really is. And Taylor is very intentional. Let's... And I'm not saying that in a bad way at all. She's like a very meticulous person. She cares a lot about what people think. So this was obviously like a move because, you know, people have on both sides have been disappointed in her for not speaking out. And so this was her way of speaking out in a way that I think she felt comfortable and that she felt was safe. And yeah, it, it was a tough blow. I'm, I, it was, but I'm, I, I, I don't, I don't know. I yeah. don't know how to feel. Yeah. Yeah. So. But you also have to keep in mind, you know, like, who she is super close with. Yeah, I don't think she has a Zionist friend. I don't think so either. You know, Gigi Hadid. You know, Selena Gomez. You know, these are not people who have favorable... Opinions about Israel or the Jews. Yeah. So it's been... it's That's something I, I deeply struggle with. Yeah, so I guess that's why it hasn't been a story. Like, what's there to say? Disappointing... Are we at a point where... No, it also hasn't been... Like, it hasn't been, like, big mainstream news. But, like, okay, so are we at a point where... Are you disappointed enough to, like, stop being a fan of hers and stop talking about her? Honestly, like, talking about her every single day, like, is good for our business. So, sure. Why should we be punished? No, but I do, like... But also, like, this is a person I love. Like, I... I don't know. I'm sure... I I don't know. Now you know. So... Yeah. In case you were wondering. Yeah. And I was. Yeah. Are you ready for our next story in case you were wondering? Yes. Oprah Winfrey has admitted to using weight loss medication. She says she was blamed and shamed for her body for 25 years before deciding to use a weight loss drug. So a slim down Oprah is looking back on the emotion. Oprah? Oprah. Okay. Is looking back on the emotional turmoil she faced during her decades long struggle with her weight. She said it was a public sport to make fun of me for 25 years and that she was often blamed and shamed on her journey. She said, the things that were said about me, said to me, around me, the jokes that were made, you could not get away with today. She talked about that landing on um, Mr. Blackwell's fashion critic list early in her career crushed her emotionally. She said, I was on the cover of some magazine and it said, dumpy, frumpy, and downright lumpy. I just accepted that as that's what it is. And I didn't feel angry. I felt sad. I felt hurt. I felt shame. But it didn't occur to me that I could even feel angry. She said, I swallowed the shame and I accepted that it was my fault. Now in her People Cover story, she's admitting to using a weight loss drug not only to help her lose weight, but also to assist in maintaining her figure. Mm -hmm. She said, the fact that there's a medically approved prescription for managing weight and staying healthier in my lifetime feels like relief, like redemption, like a gift, and not something to hide behind and once again be ridiculed for. I'm absolutely done with the shaming from other people and particularly myself. That's my queen right there. We were talking about this. I think you weren't on the episode. I think I hosted with Taylor Strecker. And Oprah was asked about these medications. And she gave just sort of like an evasive answer. And we were saying how like we need like a face of Ozempic. Like we need. And Oprah being like the spokesperson. Obsessed. Like we needed Oprah. Yeah. But I feel like she didn't say which drug she's on. Whether like. That's okay. Oh, when I say Ozempic. I'm sorry. I mean just the needles. Like in general. She didn't even say. Like she didn't say that that's what it is. I mean we can all glean that that is what it is. Yes. But someone had said that like Weight Watchers bought. So, yes, this is also like a business thing for Oprah. Oprah is like a majority owner of Weight Watchers. And maybe a year or two ago, um, Weight Watchers bought like a telehealth company that 
prescribes weight loss drugs. So it's all, you know, synergy. Well, which I, I love that. And maybe she's like waiting to drop the name until the, the ink is signed. But I do think these drugs should be more accessible for people, more affordable for people. Yep. And I hope that's what her MO is here. Me too. I completely agree. I There was a lot of people being like, da, Oprah, we knew. Like, why didn't you tell us? Shut the fuck up. Like, Everybody comes to this admission on their own. Everyone's journey is their own. I'm sure Oprah wanted to be like, will this even work for me? Like, it takes time. I respect her journey. I'm a like a big, big fan of her sharing. And I love this. And I agree. Like, hopefully her getting involved with it from a business sense, like, really does make it more accessible for people, more affordable. It shouldn't be as expensive as it is. It should be covered by insurance because weight is a health concern. Right. And hopefully that's her mission here. Like, if there's anyone who can do it, it's Oprah. It's Oprah. Yeah, combined with Weight Watchers, I think there's major potential. So I hope that's what this is. Me too. And she looks great. She like looks more confident and happy. Like obviously her body looks different, but there's just like an aura about her. I was watching her on, I forget what it was. Maybe TikTok. She made a TikTok with Gail and they were just like walking through the office and she's only been wearing purple because she's out here promoting the color purple movie. Mm-hmm. And she just looked so different, not even in a physical sense, but just like the way she carried herself. Like it was fabulous. I'm really happy for her. Yeah. Same. And she's really someone who has been through it. Like and not only in terms of like weight fluctuations, but like, She's been in the public eye for, what, 40 years? And it was at a time where, like, you could say shit that you can't say now. And, like, I'm sure, like, that cover story that she just referred to is just, like, a, the iceberg. One of many, yeah. 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 Well, our next story is some mama news. Pregnant Sienna Miller flaunts her baby bump and poses with her 11-year-old daughter, Marlo, for a Vogue photo shoot. So she's got the new mom glow. Sienna Miller showed off her growing baby bump on the cover of Vogue's winter issue released Wednesday, revealing her bare tummy in a relaxed beach shot. Seriously gorgeous photo. I feel like we were just saying that some, that, oh, maybe it was about Sports Illustrated, how they should, like, you know, they had a bunch of people on the cover and they really covered the gamut of everyone. And they should have had a pregnant woman too, like, they should have. And I love that Vogue did it. And the picture is truly beautiful. Also, her 11-year-old daughter's in the photos. This was a pregnancy announcement. Oh, I guess. What I mean, I don't follow her closely, so I don't Me know if neither. she had announced. But if it is, that's great. Also, her boyfriend is Ollie Green, who stars in the new season of The Crown. So that's good. Oh. That's Sam good. Sam Miller is so chic. Yeah. Like, there's not even a word. I feel like she's this generation's, like, Carolyn Bissett, you know? Mm-hmm. She's just, like, on another level. And she's so not, like, a fame whore. She just, like, gets attention because she's that cool. Yeah. It's so true. Every movie she's in, it's like, also, she, to me, is such a chameleon that she'll be in a movie and I don't even realize that it's Sienna Miller. Like, the fact that she played Chris Kyle's wife. Yep. What? Yeah, I didn't even recognize her. She, she was like a redhead in that movie. Brunette? Something. Yeah. Yeah, no, she's really like a very talented actress and she got known for her like talent and then she just happens to be this like really stylish. She doesn't like, she's not like gaudy. She doesn't wear like a big Chanel purse. Like she's just so understated and so simple and chic. She's really goals. Like she's, she's iconic. No, and everything she does is just iconic and chic. And elegant and refined. Yeah. But I really love this color and I think it's a it's a great look for for mamas. And I can't believe there was a time where Jude Law and Sienna Miller were together and then what, he slept with the nanny. Yeah. 
I, like, because to me, that coupling, like, they they might as well be brother and sister. Like, that's how perfect and similar they are. Yeah, but I also just, like, they don't shock me that they were together because, like, I associate that I didn't think I knew them separately until I knew them together. But the way that you feel about that is, like, how I feel about, like, now Victoria Beckham and David Beckham. Yes, like, yes. Wow. Couldn't have written it any better. Right. Well, it's a story old as time. Happy for her. And her daughter's name is Marla, which I'm sure you've seen. Everyone is saying to you, that's Lewis yes. Litt's middle name in suits. And you should name your future pup Marlo as opposed to Shelly. No, I still like Shelly. Also, like I know someone, Jessica Marlo. And like, that's just what I think of when I think Marlo. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I, I don't like it for a name for a puppy. I also think of the Marlo pillow. What's that? Oh, it's um, a pillow. I guess you don't watch my Instagram stories. I've done a few ads for them. And it's a pillow where it's like, there's it's a one size fits all pillow. You can like zip both sides to make it firmer or plusher. Oh, that's smart. It, yeah, you don't need to go like pressing around on pillows. Like it's just the one pillow, the Marlowe pillow. Right now, uh, I'm, enjoy- I, I'm, I'm stuck on Shelly. But I don't know if that's the name. Okay. I also haven't brought it up to Ben. I could see him being like, I hate that name. I don't see that for Ben. He'll support whatever you want. Yeah, because he doesn't really have a choice, you know? Are you ready for our next story? A little more mama news. Is this number four? Number four. Yeah, I'm ready. Paris Hilton says she was joking about not changing her son's diaper for the first month of his life. So Paris Hilton had to issue an apology. Well, she didn't have to. She could do whatever she wants. But I guess on her show, they're airing the season now where she has her son. And she goes to change his diaper. And she said, um, she made a joke like this is the first diaper that she's changed in the the whole month of his life. And I guess people were very upset about that. So she put out an extremely long statement. um, Oh, read it. About how it was a joke. And I firmly believe her. She said, hey there, it's Paris. Just wanted to clear the air about something. On my show, Parents in Love, I joked about changing a diaper for the first time, which let's be honest, was just me having a bit of fun. As you can see, I changed his diaper the night I brought him home. But in all seriousness, when it comes to being a mom, I'm fully involved and loving every moment of it. It's interesting how a playful comment can be taken so seriously. Even though the season was the most real, authentic, and raw I've ever been with my fans, sometimes I play into the whimsical character character right. I portrayed on The Simple Life. It's a role that's hard to shake off completely. While I love a good laugh, I also believe in being real and responsible, especially as a parent. Let's remember to find the humor in life, but also to cherish and respect the real moments. Thanks for understanding. I actually, like, totally understand her explanation, like, of this, like, she has this, like, character that she's really shed over the last few years. Like, we've gotten to know the real Paris through her book and her documentary. Um, but it was this, like, character she played for so many years, and I'm sure when the camera's in front of her, it's hard not to be, like, uh, that's hot and so I totally get it yeah I also find like in the first month of baby's life like the diaper the dad's doing the diapers like that's well when that you- was another thing I wanted to say but I can't speak because I'm not a pop mom but like okay let's say it was she didn't change a diaper for the first month because the kid has a dad and I'm sure a nanny like is that so bad no like I feel like whenever like I would be with the baby all the time and whenever it was time to change a diaper okay like now I can get up and go to the bathroom or brush my right. teeth or wash my face and I feel like I would have made the same joke like oh my gosh I have to change a diaper in two weeks because like right that was just like not my responsibility so I, I also don't feel like it's that crazy of a thing to say and I do think she was also joking like even when I say oh I haven't changed a diaper in two weeks like yes I have changed a diaper like, but like not a ton of them because that's daddy duty literally. I also just think it's so important to remember like when, if you're gonna like critique you know on the internet someone's parenting it's so important to remember that fathers exist <laughs> and it's a very real thing you know yeah 
Yeah. So don't forget about the fathers. Yeah, no, that's like one, I feel like between diapers and also baths, baby baths, that's like daddy duty. Yeah, because like the baby's really on the mom so much so that like when the, the daily things need to get done, it's like, oh great, now mom can get out of bed for the first time today. Right. That's what we're saying. And also not the case in Paris's situation because she had a surrogate, but for a lot of women, like we are healing. So I, and right. my back is broken. I don't want to stand over the changing table. Your back, your vagina. No, but like w- to change the, the first few weeks of changing diapers, like my back. Also that's from giving birth, but also from breastfeeding. Like And so, epidural, right? Hey, yeah, but I think it's more so like the the... It's a whole thing. So yeah. painful to stand over and change the stand and do the bath. Like, daddy duty. Daddy, literal duty. Literal duty. Yeah, no, don't forget about the dads. Yeah, don't sleep they on them. They are real. Don't sleep on them. Yeah, and I have a feeling her husband's, like, very involved, so. Yeah. But, I mean, I literally don't know that, but I just have a feeling. But also, I read an article from them. When she was doing that press about her book, right when, like, Phoenix was born, the, mm-hmm. the I forget which cover she did. Maybe it was like W Magazine. They were talking about how the first few weeks of Phoenix's life, they did not have any help. They did it mm-hmm. all themselves. Like, where was that? Right. So. But I totally, I respect her explanation because it actually makes sense. Yeah, and I'm sure like her seeing like people clowning on her for being like, she doesn't, she's not a present mother. Like that right. hurts and it's like, oh shit, okay. Let me explain to you yeah, fools. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me explain to you fools. Fools. Are you ready for our fifth and final story? That is brought to you by the State Farm Personal Price Plan, perchance? Yes. The State Farm Personal Price Plan helps you create an affordable price just for you. The plan's all about being personal to you and your needs. That means you get the coverage you want, a policy that helps cover what's important to you, and an affordable price just for you. Because after all, life is just better when you can personalize your experiences. So think about it like this. From your go-to coffee order to your favorite pair of sweatpants, we know that you love to personalize your entire day just like we do. Insurance is so personal. Like, I feel like I say this every day, but you guys aren't listening. Insurance is so personal. So many things in life are personal, but insurance, I mean, take a look at Jackie and I. We are two girls who couldn't be more similar. We've essentially had the same life experience, but even our insurance needs could not be more different. You know, we live in different states. That's a big thing. Jackie's a homeowner. She has dependents. She has curs. I just have a cur. She has curs. We're so different, and our insurance should reflect that. And clearly, personalization just makes everything that much better. And State Farm, they believe that insurance should work the same way. Your plan, your coverage, your selections can all be personalized to you. So like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices vary by state. Options selected by customer availability and eligibility may vary. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Like a good neighbor, Turdy is there. Like a good Turdy, State Farm is there. That's better. State Farm, free idea. That one's for you. Today's episode is also brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether you're just starting out or managing a growing brand, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to content to time, all in one place, all on your terms. So whatever your reasoning might be for wanting to start a website, there is never a bad time. It's never too late. So get started with Squarespace. So you could say, Terry, I don't need a website. Really? You do. There's a million reasons. Or, you know, are you an artist, a graphic designer, a videographer, a photographer? You want to showcase your work online, have a great, like, digital portfolio so you can book bookings? 
You can do that with Squarespace. You can create an asset library where you can upload, organize, and access all your content from one place. With the new asset library, you're able to manage all your files from one central hub and then use them across the Squarespace platform. If you work in e-commerce, you want to start a side business, like a little side site. You can sell custom merch. You create an online store. They have really flexible website templates, so get started with one of their professional website templates with designs for every category and use case. Then customize your look, update your content, and add features that fit your unique needs. The best part, I think, about Squarespace space is that if you have an e-commerce website or you sell things online like merch or trinkets, whatever it might be, but then you also want to sell in person, they have a point of sale where you can sell in person by connecting a Square Reader to the Squarespace app and you'll be able to keep all your orders, inventory, and customer data in sync with your online store. So head to squarespace.com for a free trial and when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash toast to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain. That's squarespace.com slash toast to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain. Today's episode is also brought to you by Wella Professionals. Wella Professionals has over 140 years of experience. Developed initially for for professional use only and previously only being sold in salons, it is consistently ranked among the top loved brands by professional stylists and their new line, The Ultimate Repair, is the most premium line to date. It was developed with over 140 years of experience and research to deliver the very best. Miracle Hair Rescue repairs hair in only 90 seconds. So The Ultimate Repair Miracle Hair Rescue is my favorite product to use on wet hair. I get a lot of questions because... My hair is like styled almost every day and that's a lot of heat to be putting on your hair. So I use products that really kind of protect and repair my hair and the Miracle Hair Rescue from Wella is my favorite product. It's super easy. Douse your hair in it. I do like 10, 15 pumps while my hair is wet. Let it sit minimum 90 seconds. Sometimes I do more, but I never do less. And then I just style my hair as normally and there's a visible difference in my hair. It's shiny. It looks healthy. I love this product. It also just smells really, really good. And when... When I work out, I'm like always now really like self-conscious about how my hair smells and this product really helps. So this luxury product has rich textures and floral scents and it is designed for all hair types and textures. It's the perfect luxury leave-in spray treatment that everyone can benefit from. So I love that it's easy to apply. I can leave it in all day. It's also safe on colored hair and it can be applied right after you towel dry your hair. So you can try Ultimate Repair Miracle Hair Rescue with 10% off the travel size on Amazon by using promo code 10TOAST. So shop the travel size of the Ultimate Repair Miracle Hair Rescue on Amazon and use promo code 10 toast that's one zero toast thank you la you're welcome our fifth and final story a little rumored new couple news rncn drake and camilla cabello cozy up in turks and caicos with jet skis and a boat ride a source says he digs her vibe so drake and camilla cabello were spotted flirtatiously chatting while vacationing in turks and caicos according to videos obtained and posted on dumois they were seen giggling and standing close as they let loose on a rickety boat that was tagged at the no frills outdoor dive not bar. the rickety boat outdoor dive bar noah's ark beach club the songstress was dressed in a black one-piece bathing suit while he opted for a blue tie-dye muscle tee and shorts there was also a picture of them on jet skis separate skis but like next to each other so they're on va- a vacation together um there's no pictures of them kissing or touching but they're on a trip together which is kind of crazy the source says she was with a friend and he was only paying camilla attention i know but like these pictures are so platonic yeah no there's no sexiness like and maybe like the sexiness is just hasn't been captured or they're kind of like courting each other and they're not doing pda right now you court you court someone by taking them on vacation celebrities are just different from us they are, but like I feel like for any human being, like when you go on vacation, it's because like you already have a connection with someone, you know? Yeah, I'm gonna need a little more to believe this is what I'm saying, even though yes, technically it's like right in front of me and they're in- together on vacation. I know, but historically, like celebrities on yachts, like that's where we've gotten like iconic 
sexy photos. Of course, who remembers Harry and Kendall laying on that yacht? Like, we always, I feel like a vacation is where you're very sexy and touchy and in the ocean and you're in a bathing suit and you're naked. Like, I don't know. For sure. It's, a, it's giving friends. As stated, it was a rickety boat that they were on. Like, I'm watching the video and it's not like a yacht. We're lounging and we're just right. like lost in each other. Luxurious. They're like on a, a party boat sort of thing. That's not the vibe. A booze cruise. A bo- it's a booze cruise, literally. So they're just yeah. like talking and having, you know, doing their courtship. I think if there's touchy feeliness, if there is, it's happening later or before. I just need more. That's all I'll say. I agree. But let's talk about the potential coupling and what our thoughts would be. I feel like she's, how old is she? She's 26 and he's 37. Appropriate. I like that. I like it. I like it. I feel like he dates younger. I feel like he doesn't really date like famous people. Of course, we know Rihanna, but I feel like every girl he's like spotted with or. um, It's always like someone on like an Instagram model or not a star per se. Yeah, so I like this. I like it too. I hope it's true. He deserves but love. Also, can we talk about Camila Cabello's friendship with Taylor Swift? Like, where did that go? I'm sure it's just lying dormant. I don't think there's beef. I think just Camila's, you know, hard to pin down. Really? Yeah. I don't. Like, where does she live? LA. Does she? For sure. I don't know. I feel like she just kind of does her own thing. I don't know. I know she lives in LA, but her half her heart is in Havana. Ooh, na, na. Yeah, I just feel like she's taking some Camilla time. Okay. And she's not like in New York I mean, but York Drake City and Taylor Swift. Pounding the pavement with Taylored. But Drake and Taylor like are close. So like this, maybe she set them up. Yeah, I think it's all good. Like I think just Camilla like sometimes makes herself scarce. And then other times, like, you, she's inescapable. She has every song on the radio is Camila Cabello. Like, I think she comes in waves. She does come in waves. There was a time where, like, you could not get away from Camila Cabello. And her music is just pervasive, like, when she chooses to engage with the world. And I feel like yeah. sometimes she just likes to, I, honestly, I feel like she kind of has a healthy balance. I feel like maybe she's Meredith Marksing and disengaging. For now. For now. So, I would ship if there is a ship that's not a rickety boat. It's also just so interesting, the the highs and lows almost, because I was thinking the other day about Shawn Mendes, how like there was a time where he was like the biggest star in the world, and he's still super famous, but like where in the world is Shawn Mendes? Maybe like his aforementioned love, he comes in waves. Yeah. Which I think is good. Take time for yourself. Don't always be yeah. like promoting, touring, writing, singing. Like take your time. That's how you burn Enjoy out. Enjoy your life. Enjoy the spoils of everything that you've worked for. Yeah, I actually just was watching this video of Sia. She did Zane Lowe and she he was like, what else do you want to do? And she was like, honestly, like nothing. Like I've won Grammys. I've met Beyonce. Like I've worked with everyone. Like what's with this like insatiable hunger? Like I'm good. My I've gotten to take my parents all around the world. It was so refreshingly healthy. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. And you know what? That's what I see. Like Sia's not always doing the most everywhere number one but she just is popular because of her talent and like that's enough for her and it was honestly so refreshing like outside of this like insane hustle culture yeah and she's another one where when she puts out an album like all her songs are everywhere on the radio and that's great and then sometimes we don't hear from her because she's enjoying no, even that when success her, when she puts out music she's not like on the today show gma oh, yeah. ever like she just puts it out Promotes it a little bit. Well, she's and it's different from like any pe- other artist because she's in it for like the love of the music. The like she could just write songs, put them out, and we literally don't even see her. She's Hannah Montana. Yeah. So she's 
not like everyone else, but I do think yeah. it's a really healthy mentality that others should try and emulate. But I also think that's something that's innate. You know, you can't teach someone that. And some no, people it, who are always hungry and striving for the next thing will always feel that way and it will never be enough for them. And it's sad. Sometimes, but sometimes you learn that lesson the hard way. Yeah, because then you look back on the times when you thought you didn't have enough and you're like, if only I could get back to that. Exactly. But then the people who are always like striving and wanting to achieve can accomplish really great things that maybe the people who of are course. like, this is enough for me, Dianu, don't. Yes. There's two sides to every coin is what we're saying. And what we're also saying is that those were the fast five, but we're far from done because we have Dear Toasters, our weekly advice segment. So once a week, we will take three submissions from the girlies who need help from us. And if you want to submit, you can do so in one of two ways. You can go to thetoastpodcast.com, scroll down a little bit. There's a little submission box. It's totally anonymous. Try and keep it brief. If you've written us in and we haven't read it, it might be too long. And then you can also email us, deartoasters at gmail.com. We'll keep it anonymous, of course. So our first one. I am writing in, oh, sorry. Hi, Jackson Claude. Hi. I am writing in because I recently lost a ton of a weight, a ton of weight, thanks, Ozempic. Before starting Ozempic, I gave all my cute designer clothes that didn't fit me anymore to my best friend because they were too good to go to waste, and I never thought I'd lose the weight or be able to get on Ozempic. The clothes are not things I can just rebuy for myself. They were all high-end designer that I've collected over the years. Now that I'm back to my way smaller size, I really want those clothes back. I recently saw her, and she was wearing a pair of my expensive pants, and I mentioned how those probably would fit me, fit me now. She said, hmm, and moved on from the conversation should I just flat out flat out ask for my closet back yes yeah send like a really sweet text being like hey um I was so like happy to give you those things when I thought they would no longer fit me but I've lost the weight and I would love to get back into some of them if you you know if you still have them could I how do you say can I get it back and like what you is could just say it honestly if this is a true friend like she'll be happy for you and we'll be grateful for the year she got with clothes she didn't have to pay for yeah. like I'm sorry if she says no she's psychotic and just be like hey Christian I don't know I was just thinking about all the clothes I gave you like last year and how they'd probably fit me now and I'm so excited about that possibility and I'm wondering if you'd be able if I can come pick them up like make it easy for her don't be like can you drop them off be like can I come pick them up like I really want to try them on and see if any of them fit me because I've been dying to wear them for so long yeah like just make yeah. it about you and then, of course, make the picking up process easy. Because don't give her a job. Be like, can you drop it off at my building? Yeah, yeah. Do it, though. Do it. I mean, the worst thing that happens is she says no and you've lost a friend. But I think it's worth, you should do it. I mean, and it's literally like money and clothes. Like, it's yours. Snatch it. Snatch it. This next one is so interesting. Dear Jackson Latour, I became a toaster over a year ago and my life is forever changed. I'm writing in for some wedding planning advice. I'm getting married in June to a PJAM and we are so excited. We're in the thick of wedding planning and we recently found out that another couple from the town we grew up in is getting married at our venue the night before our wedding. I went to high school with the bride, but I wasn't friendly with her and she's a few years younger than me. She DM'd me very nicely, talking about how we're both getting married at the same venue, let alone the same weekend. She then inquired if we wanted to go in on flowers together for the tables at the venue, since we're going to have back-to-back -back weddings. Is this weird that she wants to share some of the flowers 50-50, or is this financially responsible considering while planning a wedding in this day and age? Thanks so much for booing me daily. Forever, uh, sincerely, a forever toaster. That's not the worst idea I've ever heard. It's not. My only concern was that like the flowers might get like destroyed or wilted at her event. People are drunk. People take flowers home. Yeah. So people, like from weddings. She'll get like the best of the flowers. And but sometimes like they sit on the centerpiece of the table. Nobody touches them and they're still good the next day. Sometimes. I think she should pay 60%. I was just going to say that. 
I think there's nothing wrong. Do you think there'll be a lot of crossover at your wedding? Even if there is, there's a way to like have the same flowers, but dress up other things differently. Like if you're doing your different linens and like, it just, you could have different lighting. It just would look different. Yeah. People aren't going to be that eagle eyed. No, and the money you would spend, you can either save it or you can spend on more decor. I like this I, this premise, honestly, and I want you guys to I make it I think it's kind of genius. Yeah. And if you don't want to do it, then, then you could just say no. But like, I think it's worth inquiring and seeing if she'll pay a little more because they will be fresher for her. Yeah, no, but it's also kind of like amazing. I feel like nobody gets this. Yeah, that's not what I thought the so predicament like was going to be. Wedding venues on Saturday, they... Bring in all this stuff, gone by Saturday night, Sunday, all this stuff. It's so wasteful. So if you happen to know the person, it's kind of. No, you guys are kind of turning the industry on its head. Yeah. This could be like a really good business idea for like people who connect people in towns who are having like weddings back to back. Yeah, but I agree that you should pay a little bit less because you're getting it second and you never know. I mean, I see like, you know, always at weddings, like the old lady leaving with three centerpieces in her car. Like, okay. Yeah, you never know and you have to be prepared for that. But if you just save 60% on your flowers, then okay, I could live with that. I think this is major. Yeah. I think you should Innovative. Um, I have one more and then I'll do a, because this one's just like a short dear toasters and it's so funny. Long time listener, first time emailer. Important question for you both. What position are we reading in? Is there some sort of magic reading pillow or couch that I am missing? I know you're both slaying the, the Goodreads goals, so you must have found a comfortable position. Signed, a toaster with a sore neck. It's a good question. Well, my neck is in sorts my hands. It's, it definitely is hard to get a good position. What I've recently been doing because I have a big Kindle is I lay in bed on my back with my pillows like up on my neck. I put my legs up. My knees are like this. And then I lay the Kindle on my knees. Oh, that's okay. I sometimes, yeah. if I'm reading like not under the covers, I'll sit up. I actually sometimes put my nursing pillow on my lap so it's like a rest for my Kindle in my hands. It's my wrists that hurt the most, not my neck. Yes. And then a lot of times I read like with the lights off under the covers and I'm on my side and then I switch sides. I'm on my side a lot too when I read and I think that's helpful. Yeah. But can we talk about how unbelievably torturous it is to read a physical book? Like, especially if you're at the way beginning or the way end, like with the way the pages lay flat. Like, I, I just, I like, I'm always like breaking the neck of my book so it like lays even. It's so annoying. Kindle. Kindle. Because when you're reading a book, there's always, like the right side is always comfortable. Modern like solutions for an archaic problem. You said it. That would be funny if that was our title today. Invert. Inverse, of yeah. two days ago. Our third and final Dear Toasters is an update. So I'm going to read her original submission. Found you guys on TikTok. I need advice in a bad way. I was going through my boyfriend's phone and came across a picture I took of one of my friends in a bathing suit that was on my camera roll. It was never on a social media platform. The photo even said live in the top corner. I asked him about it and he claimed he screenshotted it off of Instagram, which I debunked immediately because it was never posted. He gave no further explanation for himself and denied it. That he denied that he saved it from my camera roll, which was the only place that the picture existed. I don't think I was here I, this day that this was submitted because I'm in shock oh, really? over this. Yeah. Oh, so I'm not sure how to move forward with this information. XOXO, a turned off toaster. I feel like I have like a memory of reading this with no, you. No, I've never heard this before. So isn't it crazy? Like the live photo, like he literally went on her phone and clearly sent it to himself. I'm in shock. What? I don't know what you advised, but read the update. Ready? Hey girls, I'm the one that wrote in about her boyfriend sending himself a picture of uh, 
off my phone of my friend in a bikini. I just wanted to let you know that I found out they had been sleeping together the entire time. Girlfriend intuition to go through the phone never fails. You were correct. Yeah, what we said was like, why were you going through his phone in the first place? You know, the, what came first, the chicken or the egg? You obviously had a reason for snooping. Like, I always hate for my, like, it, my response or my advice to be like, this is the reddest of flags and, like, you can't be with this person if he's, like, looking up a bikini photos of your I friend. I, I'm, I'm glad that solved itself. Yeah. Damn. Double homicide. Losing a friend and a boyfriend. No, you saved yourself time, friendship. You don't have to get drinks with this lying, cheating whore. You don't have to talk no, to him. So you know, think about a future with him. Time equals saved. No, but you're right. Like, when we read these things, like, the inclination is always to be like, this is a big red flag. Get rid of this loser. <laughs> I know, but it's like. I can't tell everyone to break up with their no, boyfriends. No, and like, sometimes, like, people do things that are bad, but like you have to work through it. And like, I feel like we see this all the time on shows and stuff where like someone will cheat and it's like, yeah, you need to break up with the cheater, but like they work through it and it's better and it's good. So yeah. like sometimes the advice isn't to break up. I know. Also somebody I think posted this in one of our Facebook groups and it's so funny. Like literally every time we do a Dear Toasters about someone's boyfriend, they write in like, I've been with my fiance for three years, total pajama, they always call him pajama. And then they continue to write like the most vile, atrocious thing that this person I did. Know. And it's like so and funny. And when I hear that at the beginning of a Dear Toasters, like my fiance, total pajama, he's the best. Then whatever the thing that's going to come after is, I'm like, oh, well, he's a pajama, he's the best. So that thing after, like we're going to, I'm going to clean it up for you Fix because it. he's obviously yeah. a good person. But maybe yeah. I need to be questioning that initial the judgment. Never stop asking why. Yeah, that always complicates things. It's like, oh, it's, it's a pajama, but he has a picture of your friend in a bikini. But he's a pajama. But he's but he's a maybe he's gonna like buy you that bikini because he thought it was. Did a she call him a pajama? No, she didn't call him a pajama in this one. So <laughs> what did she say? How long were they together? Just called him. Her, That's also relevant him, information. If you've been together six months or a year, like I will more likely advise break up with him if it's like a seven year this is your um long-term partner and you guys are in a yeah. common law marriage like I might want to work through some things yeah of course we'll give it more effort yeah we'll save it yeah but when I hear boyfriend I'm like he could go yeah boyfriend not anymore so that's Dear Toasters. Don't forget to submit your submission at deartoasters at gmail.com or head over to thetoastpodcast.com. This was our second to last episode of the week. Tomorrow's episode, second to last episode is of our the final year. episode of the year. Of the year. So don't miss it. Tomorrow's going to be sad, emotional, reflective. Final. Final. So thank you guys so much for listening to The Toast, the Millennial Morning Show, where we deliver the past five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching us on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as podcasts anywhere podcasts can be found. So that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places. Wherever you listen to podcasts, find us The Toast, leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and wickedly talented we are. Hope you guys have an amazing day. We'll see you tomorrow for Friday, Friday. Gotta get down on Friday. Love ya. Bye. Love ya. Bye.